When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 61 of Tales of Tamriel, a Dungeon Crawler Network production. I am Ajelos, and with me this afternoon, she who says the little Nordling is kicking, but I don't believe her. Faiz. That's, that's just because he doesn't like you. He doesn't like you, no, me. No. But I'm Papa Nord. You're, well, he's an Argonian. So he's not an Argonian. I've seen the ultrasound. He is obviously not an Argonian. Well, when I pop out an egg, <laughs> he can't egg. be mad at me. Um, do Argonians lay eggs? I guess they do. Yeah, yeah, they lay eggs. They're lizards. I just I wasn't sure if they did the live birth thing, but no, I do. You don't remember that quest? I do remember that quest after after you saying it. Yeah. Okay, all right. Do Argonians lay eggs? I think that should be the title of this episode. <laughs> all right, that's a great, that's a great title. Do Argonians lay eggs? All right. And also with us, man running the stream and trying not to die in the various dungeons surrounding Tamriel, that would be Esteldian. It would indeed. Hello, everyone. How are you today, I'm good sir? I'm fine time. I'm doing very well indeed. So far, so good in this run. Oh. No, no, uh, no server dying. lag? Uh, no, not yet, although I hear Darkshade is being a pain in the ass again like it was last week. Thankfully, I redid my daily there earlier. Okay. Man, you poor EU people. I'm telling you what, all I ever hear is uh, issues with that server. Yeah, should move it back to America. <laughs> uh, all right. And also joining us back again from his little mini vacation last week, that would be Avi. Avi Optimal, how are you today, good sir? Hey, I'm doing great. Glad, glad to be back on and talk some Elder Scrolls. Excellent. I have a Khajiit here on my lap. Face, why do you not like the Khajiit? She's so cute. Okay, well, first off, Khajiit are like one of the most worst races. They're, oh. they're an AD, so that makes sense. Well, AD, I understand, but... Because that, everyone who listens to the show knows I despise that cat. No, she's sweet. No. Look at her. She deserves to be punted oh, over the moon nice. <laughs> with like nice. a spiked pair of football cleats. That's that's not nice at all. Say so you love the Kiji. No. All right. Well, before before we move on. And before I get these to admit that she loves this Khajiit, I gotta say that this episode has been brought to you in part by awesome fans just like you and our newest Patreon supporter, Sean. I think it's Sean, right? Sean. Sean. All right. Uh, if you're not currently supporting Dungeon Crawler Network and wish to help us out, you can consider donating or becoming a patron of ours on our Patreon page. You can find the links to both of these on our website, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. If you're unable to support us financially but still wish to support us, please be sure to subscribe to us on our YouTube and Twitch channels, uh, leaving us a review on iTunes, and uh, you know, consider telling a friend about us because that helps us out a whole lot. 
Now, one other thing before we move on, as a special thank you for all the Patreon subscribers that we do have, for this episode, we are going to be giving away a bristlegut piglet to any one of our Patreon subscribers. So, uh, this is going to go over the week, because obviously maybe people aren't going to be listening to it live or it might take a little bit. So we're going to announce a winner next week. Um, If you're one of our Patreon subscribers, uh, either send me a message on Patreon. I don't know if I'll get it, but I think I will. I'm not really sure. (laughs) Or you can send an email to contact at dungeoncrawlernetwork.com telling me what you're going to name this bristlegut pig. I will pick my favorite, and I will send the code to you via our Patreon page. You'll get it from a message from us. Um, So good luck to you guys, and thank you so much for supporting us. You guys are awesome. All right. Time to move right on into game news. First up this week, patch 2.0.4 hit. That's right. Um, I'm going to pull it up here, and I'm going to make Thais read something. Okay. That's right. That's right. That's right. Read that a little bit. Okay. The Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited version 2.0.4 is an incremental patch that fixes a number of issues with gameplay, dungeons, quests, and more. We've also added a collection of new siege weapons to Cyrodiil and implemented improvements for the Mac, client, and mounts. All right. Um, did everyone get a chance to read the notes? I know Thais did. Um Did you guys see anything of interest in there? Because I have four little notes you'll see that I thought was awesome um, from these notes. And I'm going to go ahead and pull them out here. But if you guys saw anything, feel free to shout them out. Uh, This was a small patch, but there were a couple interesting things. Um, I'm going to save like the big elephant in the room for a little bit later. Uh, First off. Radiant Oppression was fixed. Apparently there was a bug with Radiant Oppression that it was actually not even taking into account what your uh, Magicka was, so it was still doing, like, max damage. Uh, That has been fixed, so sadly stamina users may have an issue trying to uh, use this once again, but, you know, maybe we won't see that many of those little beams everywhere in in Cyrodiil anymore. I don't know. Maybe. Um... Fixed an issue with the sharpen trait, because uh, that was not providing enough penetration, which is good, because I use sharpened on my weapons, and I'm hoping that ups my DPS just a little bit. Right? Um, pretty much the biggest thing out of everything that happened here, if you have enough points in your mount riding skill, you now see all three armor pieces. No, yeah, pretty I, awesome. That was like the first, as soon as it downloaded, the first thing I did. Mounted, oh, there they all are. Yeah, well, that was bugged the other week. You lost everything if you had too many skill points in your... Oh, you lost everything? Yeah, so my horse was looking really lame before the patch, because I had too many points in all three stats. Oh, if you had and to see... So you lost you lost all the graphics instead of having them all. How many points did you have? Do you remember? Uh, well, I've had 30 in my stamina at the time. I think it was around 45 or something in carrying when it suddenly disappeared. Okay. Because uh, my riding skill is 60 speed, 60 carrying, and then was like 35 to 40 stamina. Like, I'm almost done with it. Um, and I never had an issue of all of them going away. Uh, but I would always lose the bags. I would either get the barding and the helmet but I would always lose the bags. Um, 
So this was kind of neat. I I liked it because the bags were my favorite part. I hated the helmet on most cases. Um, Avi, good sir. What what's your favorite? What's your favorite armor? If you only had to pick one piece, I like the bags on the horse. It's really it's really fun because I uh, I was playing the game earlier today and I saw a horse ride by and he had his bags on him and I was like, wow, look at that. I was like, has that been in the game? I don't know why I've never even noticed it. And now I see it everywhere because of this fix. And I noticed it a lot today. So it's awesome. But my horses are so <coughs> unupgraded. I don't think I'll be seeing any of them for a long time on my horses. <laughs> How about you, Faze? What's your favorite? The bags. The definitely. bags? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not really into the whole armored horse thing. Okay. I like the bags. Um, Steldy and good, sir. What's your favorite? Uh, to be honest, I was, I was just happy to get my horse looking decent again. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Simple pleasures. Uh, no, uh, it's, it's all good. Um, I think, th does anyone else find the helmet for the stamina for the Guar just to be ridiculous? Like, I don't no. I've Guar, so I, would, oh. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Really? Okay. I, I'm like the only one here. Um, if you get the fool or whatever it is when the, the helmet starts showing up, it's literally just this weird little half egg-shaped piece of metal over their heads. It's really <laughs> weird. It it was, when I saw it, I'm like, oh, because the Guar are, are so adorable otherwise. But that helmet just makes them look terrible. Absolutely terrible. And I hated it, so... Is it possible to take it off? Because if it makes my guar look ugly, I don't want it. You know, that's actually uh, um, an interesting suggestion you made there. Because I don't think there is the ability to take off the armor. Yeah, um, it should be optional. Yeah. I almost feel like there should be a checklist in your options. Like where we have hide helmet or whatever. There should be a mount option that you could hide whichever are all of the armor if you want because i like the helmet on the senshi tiger he looks cool uh the helmet on the horse is not too bad but the helmet on the guar looks just terrible and i hate it because all i would want on my guar would be the bags anything else would just take away from how adorable he is the barding you don't notice too much it's there but you don't notice it it, it doesn't look that bad but the guar are cute because they get four little bags. They get two in the front, two in the back. They're cute. They're so adorable. Should be in full guar plate. Full <laughs> guar plate. <laughs> and there goes the motorcycles. <sighs> Incidentally, the uh, radiant oppression fix hasn't changed much in terms of Surdell. There's still cheese beams everywhere. Okay, still lots of those. All right, all right. Well, it's got no max range once it catches onto you, so it's still ridiculous. True. You can't outrun it, and you can't line of sight it either because it keeps going. <laughs> that needs fixed. Wow, that sounds pretty intense. Well, yeah, it is. It's pretty. It is insane. That's why it is a very popular one now uh, for Templars. All right, now the big elephant in the room from this patch is they've been doing this a lot recently with the past couple patches, trying to get people to. Um, I know we talked about this before, spreading out in Cyrodiil. But the way they're doing it, I feel, is fairly smart at this point. 
because in the last patch they introduced uh, the the Dell boss bonus. After you kill a Dell boss for like an hour, you get bonus. I forget what it is AP. I think it is or something along those lines. So it gets people actually into the delves. This particular patch they release something else. Whenever you close a dark anchor in Cyrodiil, there is a small chance that when you open the chest, you'll get a dark harbor themed siege equipment that shoots dark har dark cold harbor themed ammunition that does slightly more damage than what um the the standard stuff is so people may actually be farming those those dolmens going forward to get i mean i would because siege is expensive <laughs> so if you get a chance at a free something just to close uh, an anchor sounds pretty awesome to me face where you're yeah face? Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Okay. Oh, yeah. They, they definitely need to add more things like this to pull to pull random people into all the other events that happen in Cyrodiil. I think that's a great idea. Okay. Stellan, you were getting ready to say something. What? Uh, I got nothing against it. I think it's there's no harm in having it. Why not throw it in there? Pretty cool. Um, will anyone really farm it? I mean, when I'm there, I just buy a bunch of sieges for 450 gold a pop or use an AP on them. Um I mean, they're cool. They look cool. Uh, it's certainly satisfying when you break someone else's. You think, yeah, you found this and I'm destroying it, so it feels really good. So <laughs> I like it for that reason. Um, yeah, I'm not convinced it's really going to spread the populace like they hope, but I'm I'm up for any little side games, as it were, thrown into Cyrodiil like that, because it is. It's just a little side bit of fun. Oh, I wonder if anyone's at the Del Dom and maybe I'll go run over there, see if I can go ruin their day. <laughs> or, or help them if they're one of my allies, you know. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I was in Cyrodiil earlier this week, dueling several people, and every time I saw a dolmen come down, I would sneak over there and just stay stealth, because I knew somebody would go to try to close it, and then I would gank them. It was fun. Because while they would be attacking like three things, I'd just jump on top of them and just murder them. Wow. Yeah, that's what I did. Kind of a jerk. I know. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. Same it thing is the fun. Hanging around. It's like enjoyable, yeah. It is definitely so, fun. So the key is, if you're a PvP, you go for one of the Dells all the way over at someone else's base because you know that's where the less PvP-inclined people have probably snuck in there either to farm champion points or to get the 20% AP boost. So it's, mm -hmm. you're almost guaranteed you're going to find someone worth getting. Oh, yeah. Wow, now I know not to go into Cyrodiil and hang around my little area. Probably not. It's probably, you know, watched over by lots of people. Uh -huh. Yeah, ironically, you're safer in, some, in one of the Dells than the other enemies section, to be honest. Or <laughs> in the dead center of the... in there. Yeah, you got you got to get a little bit of travel time. If you're willing to travel all the way out to, like, the dead center of the map to go to a Delve or something like that, in all likelihood, you'll be safer there than you will in, like, yours or anywhere else. Um, Avi... Good, sir. I know you haven't really been able to get into Cyrodiil, but uh, does this does this at all interest I, I you? Act, I actually got into Cyrodiil this weekend. This so week what? For my first time. Yeah, and I went and I did a dolmen, and I got one my very first time on my first dolmen. But I haven't got to use it yet because as soon as I get into a battle with other NPCs from a different <sighs> faction, my game my game crashes on me. Oh. But, yeah, so I haven't got to see them, see how they work, but I got one, and it was so awesome getting one the first time. I was with a big old group, and everyone just starts writing, who got some, who got some? And I was like one of the only people, but I still haven't experienced how they work yet, but I love them being in the game, and I think it's a great addition. The more they can put into Cyrodiil for people to go around and do more stuff, the better. 
Nice. Um, oh, crap. I was going to say. Uh, one quick question. Are they bound? I assume they would be. I, I don't remember okay. the question. I haven't. I farmed a couple of, but I didn't get any. So, unfortunately, I don't know this for a fact. But I imagine they would be soul bound as soon as you get them, or account bound, rather. Um, just to prevent people from selling them. But, I don't know, maybe. That makes sense. Alright, so that was patch 2.0.4. Pretty cool. I like that they added a little bit. Like, this wasn't, it was just a tiny patch, but they did add something that was kind of neat, and that was a neat little fix. Alright, next up on the guild news. ESO welcomes back beta players. That's right. If you had a beta account but did not actually purchase the game, ESO is bringing you back. From Thursday, April 16th, that is next week, uh, through Monday, April 20th, they are reactivating all beta accounts um, who never purchased the game to come join for a free weekend. So you'll be able to go out, download the game, and play all of the content updates and see all the fixes and improvements and whatnot. Um, so that's actually kind of neat. Uh, face. Oh, I love that idea. That is a great idea. I'm actually kind of surprised that they still have all those beta accounts. Like they, they they still have them to activate them. That to me is a little. Yeah, it's just wow. a SQL database somewhere, probably. <laughs> okay, well, see, that makes sense to you, but to me, that's oh, a lot okay. of information that they're just saving because it's awesome that they still have that though, and then oh, they're, nice. they're giving them the option because you know it's beta. Like most people who play beta, they're like, oh, I don't know. A lot of people who played beta just left and were like, yeah, no, this game is terrible. So yeah, but it's beta. You gotta you gotta keep that in mind when you play when you play beta. Well, I agree with you on that one. You are a hundred percent right. But sadly, a lot of companies nowadays use the term beta as free trial to get people hyped for their game. Elder Scrolls Online was a real beta. Yeah. Like, it was a real beta. It wasn't It wasn't one of those, ah, it's a open beta, which is essentially just launch game where they'll just wipe your characters to try to get people in and interested. Um, yeah, that's that's what, that's what that is. I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, I didn't. I, 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 I really enjoyed the beta, and it was fun being a part of that because... Almost every time you logged in, something had changed, and you got mm -hmm. to try out something new and experience all the, the whatever, whatever they had done to the game. I I really, actually, I think ESO's beta was probably one of my favorite betas because I've been in a bunch. I was in WildStar's beta, mm -hmm. which really wasn't bad, but I, I liked ESO's better. Well, obviously, we liked ESO's beta, or well, else we yeah. wouldn't be here for sixty some episodes <laughs> talking about it. It's make me feel dumb. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it, it's I like that. It's oh, your hands awesome. are like ice cubes. Don't touch me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Any, anyway, continue. <laughs> oh my gosh. Commentary. Keep them to yourself. Oh. All right, uh, Steldy and good sir. Thoughts on beta weekend. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the place gets too busy when uh, if you do decide to pop back. I'm sure some will. Um, I'm not sure why they bother doing a restriction. They may as well just do a full-on weekend and say, hey, anyone who wants to, just download the client and play. You know, I wonder if there's some sort of... Um, I, I, there might be some tech involved with that that they don't have in place yet. Uh, specifically, like with the beta accounts and whatnot, that all, all of that... 
all those accounts are already sitting on their databases. They have all those. They're good. Um, I wonder if there's some sort of technical technical wall that prevents people from creating new accounts without having purchased the game now. Like, they haven't figured out a way of allowing for free trial accounts yet. Because, you know, it's more than just allowing people to download the game, especially when your entire back end, you know, requires a purchase, requires a registration of a uh, serial code. There, there's a lot that goes into the back end. I wonder if it was just easier to um, ignore it or just, you know, do this and, and uh, not be able to do free trial accounts yet. I don't know. I'll be good, the tech sir. Issue. Sorry, I was just going to say, I thought the tech issue was just that they're scared that the servers might crash down if they let anyone and everyone sign up at the same time. You know... Touching on that, um... I don't know, I tend to find that their servers, with, with the exception of Cyrodiil, are fairly stable. Due to, you know, the mega server, the phasing and whatnot. Uh, it's type of like a shard technology that once they hit a certain number of users in a zone, they, they split it. Unfortunately, I think Cyrodiil is one of those where they had the bright, you know, the idea of going, yeah, we're going to make this a huge, massive siege experience. So they put certain numbers in place and uh, it, it's not able to handle them, the hardware load, um, the player load rather. Didn't they expand the number that Cyrodiil could hold as well? No, they, they reduced it actually. Oh, they did? Yeah. Um, I forget, I forget, I don't think they gave us any hard numbers, but people are guesstimating about 2,000 people per alliance can be in Cyrodiil at any given time. Oh, that's a lot of people. That was the original numbers. Was that the original number? Now oh. they reckon it's about 250. 150, you said? 250, they reckon. Oh my. I don't, well, I don't know. That's kind of rough. I've, I'd be interested, but I doubt they'll ever release those numbers. All right, Avi, good sir. Thoughts on the ESO Welcome Back beta players? Yeah, well, uh, when it came when it came to me with the beta, I was fairly disappointed with it. Like I've said before, I I didn't enjoy this game too much when it first got released. In fact, I stopped playing it for months on end. And now that I picked it up and I'm playing it again, and I can't even believe it's the same game. I, I love it so much. I'm addicted to it. And I think that everybody who felt how I feel is going to come back and they're going to see the exact same thing I'm seeing. So I think this is such a great thing. So many people were so disappointed and I talked to a lot of them, you know, and I'm happy that they're doing this and giving people a chance to come back and try the game out. Are you going to be telling any of your friends about it who played beta? You know, most of the people that I played beta with, I don't really keep in contact too much with anymore. So, yeah. Because they didn't play ESO with you. Now you're just like, yeah, forget you guys. Yeah. I understand. I know. I know. That's how it goes. Um, honestly, I can't. I'm trying to think. Most of the people that I know that played beta continued on to play the real game with us. So, I don't think I have any friends who didn't actually get the game. A lot of our real life friends who didn't play beta. Bought the, the game afterwards. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I like this, that they'll bring people back. Um, obviously, I don't think the numbers are hurting. I, I think ESO has been thriving even more than, even if these beta players don't ever come back. I mean, we've got, it feels alive in most cases. But it, it's nice to give people a chance to come back, because as Avi pointed out, this game, even for those of us who've been here and enjoyed it from the very beginning, 
this game is not what was released. Like when you look at over the past year, the amount of stuff that came out, it's it's impressive. Like I can see why they wanted to do a, a quote unquote relaunch, if you will, um, because of how different the game is now. This game is more like an Elder Scrolls game now than it was at launch. I, I also don't think it lost any of its MMO aspects either. So, which makes it... Lo I love it. So. Alright, does anyone have anything else before we move on to the next bit? No? no? Alright. Uh, next bit. Collectible Creatures Fan Art Contest. Obviously, they've been releasing quite a bit of crown store items i think this last week alone they released four new um uh companion pets into the crown store so what they're doing now is they're having a little contest for all you artistic folks out there i am not one of you um where what they want you to do is they want you to create a drawing of your favorite pet or mount in the world of the elder scrolls online and um, present it to them. You can email it at community at the Elder Scrolls or Elder Scrolls Online dot com uh, with the subject line "Collectible Creatures Fan Art Contest." Uh, they tell you exactly what to include, so make sure you do that. Go read this page. Um, they are going to be picking entry, or they will announce winning entries on May twenty second, and the end date is May third. So. That gives you a little bit of time, but I mean, I don't know how how long it takes people to draw something well. For me, it would probably take that long, and it would still look terrible. Um, but they'll pick their winners, and there's some pretty good prizes on here. If you the look, prizes look awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first prize is a I don't even know what a Wacom Intos Medium tablet is, but I'm assuming it's a drawing tablet. I I would I should have looked it up. Um, and Elder Scrolls Online Heroes Guide, we got one of those. Those are expensive. Uh, artwork will be printed and signed by game director, art director, and concept team and mailed to the winner. That's awesome. Uh, 6,000 crowns, uh, one of the Elder Scrolls Online poster collections, and a $25 gift card for the Bethesda store. And second, third price, uh, prize and runner-ups go down, whatever. But like that first prize, man, that is an awesome prize. Yeah. I think I might try and draw something. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it'll be a stick figure. That's but... what mine would be. <laughs> yeah, it might be a matching stick figure to go with yours. Yes, we can all draw stick figures. It'll be a collaborative <laughs> project. These are all of our pets. Is this even Elder Scrolls? <laughs> stick figure family, what I'll just do. <laughs> that's what we'll do. That's what oh we'll gosh, do. That's a great idea. And obviously, we'll have to draw our characters behind it, so you'll have all these stick figures, and then you'll see... Thaises with like curly hair and you're like see that's her it's the only girl stick figure because she's got you know curly hair oh all right i'm totally gonna do it i i would i would <laughs> um so yeah if you are definitely artistic check these out because there's gonna be six winners chosen and minimum prize from the runner-ups is 1500 crowns i mean there you go that's pretty awesome um but each prize going up gives you something else. So each one gets a gift certificate and each one gets the poster collection. Um, and I think second prize gets the hero's guide as well. So definitely a very, very cool little contest. And I'm jealous I am not artistic. It's all right. You can, you can learn. You can practice. <laughs> 
No. But by the time you're 90, you might be able to draw. By the time they shut the server down. A fruit basket. A fruit basket. That's, oh, that's going to be the best fruit start. basket ever. <laughs> It'll be great. All right. Well, guys, that's the end of our news for this week. There wasn't a whole lot, but there was some pretty neat stuff coming out. Um, we're going to move right on into our discussion topic. Last week, we really didn't get to talk about this at all. But this week we're going to, and that is spellcrafting. For those who don't know, again, all of this information we're going to talk about is data mined and subject to change. It may not even make it into the game at this point. We don't know. We just know that this information was data mined from the game. So it's in the files somewhere. Um, that being said, so is the Wild Dance Studio, but you know we're probably not going to ever see that either. <laughs> All right, so first off, for those who don't know what spellcrafting is, spellcrafting is a way, in ESO anyway, that they're going to try to bring back some of the classic schools of magic. Because if you notice in, in ESO, people have class skills and like the mages guild and fighters guild and some of those stuff might sound familiar to an extent or it may kind of draw from some skills but none of the skills that are available in game are what you remember from like oblivion or morrowind or skyrim or anything like that well they're going to bring back those old schools of magic like the uh conjuration uh, alteration stuff of that nature <clears throat> Now, how this is going to work and what I'm really going to like is it really digs into your um, exploration sense because you actually have to go out and I think that you get a skill of some kind that allows you to try to find these hidden doorways in the world, kind of like these magical doorways, and you can go in and you uh, find these tablets that you could take etchings off that teach you the different spells, um, which is pretty awesome. Now, how spellcrafting will work will allow you to learn this base spell. Um, they gave some examples uh, in some of their earlier presentations. I'm trying to find a couple of the examples here, uh, such as Bound Weapon. Do you remember Bound Weapon from Skyrim, like the Bound Daggers or the Bound Bows or whatever? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Burden. I don't, I don't really remember that one. Charm. Conjure Daedra Lord. Uh, Conjure Familiar. familiar. <gasps> Conjure flame at Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Courage, that one I remember. Uh, there's, a, there's a whole bunch of skills that they're planning on bringing back that were in other games, but not necessarily represented with an ESO. Um, now, what they're going to allow you to do is they're going to allow you to change the base spell by changing what it, I forget what it is you get the base spell and then you're able to change an effect on it I'm trying to figure out what you can either turn it into an ultimate attack you can turn it into like a ritual which uh, is like a channeled spell you can change it into a um, enduring enduring I guess that if it has like a, a dot it increases duration you can reduce its cost or you can make it AOE which is kind of neat. Um, so what I want to talk to you guys about is let's talk a little bit about spellcrafting. Based on, even if they bring in um, like one spell line, the amount of spells you can get will be pretty big because each spell from every tree would have six different variations. Um, 
face if you were going to bring back a spell from one of the older games what what would you like to see oh my gosh that is such a broad question because i only I... ever played skyrim no 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 i mean i i everything i did was with magic in in any elder scrolls game that i played well, you know what? Like because because it, it 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 stuck out to me so much, I would have to say that the conjure the flame Atronach. because I really like the conjuration spell because I was always very squishy. Mm-hmm. Always, always, <laughs> especially towards magic. Mm-hmm. I, I I died really quickly, so I liked the shields, the wards, and I liked to be able to to conjure things. So, and actually, when you were done talking about, it, I scrolled down. To look at all the different variations of the Conjure the Flame Atronach. Which, it doesn't seem like it stays. It seems like that even when you conjure it, it has a set duration. Probably would. I don't... Oh, wait, no, not this one. Enduring someone's a permanent Flame Atronach to attack enemies. There you go. So that would increase duration of the spell, making it... Could you imagine using that with, like, a... A pet build from a sorcerer with all her other Daedric minions. See, then that would be what I would definitely go for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? yeah. All right. Uh, Steldian, good sir. Before we talk about, like, spellcrafting in general, when if you could bring one spell back from an older game, what would you like to see? Oh, the classic knock, just to unlock doors and then click of a button. <laughs> pretty pretty naff, pretty fluff, but I just used to love that back in Daggerfall and the old games, just running around looting the merchant's house. Nice. All right. All right. Uh, Avi, good sir. Yeah, looking down the list here, I think I'd probably go with Oak Flesh or Muffle. I like the idea of getting Muffle back and going back to being my old sneaky style in Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually like the idea of the of the wards, like the old channel ward or cast ward or something like that. I think that's kind of neat. I think it'd be neat being able to create damage shields on the go or making it a, uh, like I could see them, like if you're doing the, uh, the, the ward spell, you can make it a, the base spell would just be an instant cast where it absorbs X amount of damage, enduring, channeled, ritual, like you could sit there and hold it and it becomes like, it would just, eat, you could hold it for, until you ran out of magicka, all sorts of stuff you could do with this. One of them could be a party ward where if you were standing in front of your party, you could hold up a ward, and it would shield your entire party for a set duration, as long as you were channeling it. Mm-hmm. I could see that as an ultimate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like a barrier. That'd be kind of neat. Okay. Now, with this with spellcrafting, and I know we talked about skill points last night, so please give me some more. Um, <clears throat> I can see this being a lot like the morph system, but when you learn the base spell, you actually get like a choice of six different morphs, and you can pick as you go along. Is that the way you guys see this happening? No? Yeah, Picking not morphs. Too, not too sure, yeah. I don't think it would be morphs, will it? I assumed it was just be sort of... You'd literally mix and match it and sort of change it. I thought you could change it on the go, as it were. Mm. Like, you design it. Because otherwise, once you pick a morph, in theory, that's it. You can't change it. I thought you could sort of learn each version of the same. So it's almost like morphs you could learn by finding the different runes, and therefore you could just create them right and have all the versions i could be wrong there you know you might be right because i know at one point they were talking about and uh, they were talking about these abilities requiring some sort of reagent that you had to use as well those those whatever the stones were that you created the runes um 
and that would be something you could do. That would be interesting. I'd like to see that. Do you guys see spellcrafting as... Do you think it would break the game as as you will? No, no, I don't think it will break the game. Uh, I, I have a, a quick question. I'm a little confused. Of when you do make a make a new spell in the spellcrafting, have they said if it would pretty much be turned into like an ability? Yeah, like an ability or an ultimate, pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's wow. <laughs> when you learn it, you're supposed to get the spellcrafting line, which I assume what they would then do is it would start as you learn the the runes. It would unlock in your in your spellcrafting line. Wow, I love this. Because <laughs> the spellcrafting line is supposed to be a way of them bringing back the old, the old spells. Um, and this is the part that does kind of confuse me because I know when I was talking or not talking to, but watching the QuakeCon, they were discussing that you'd be able to learn the spells uh, as Estelian said, but it would require the different reagents the room pieces in order to cast them so you'd actually have to carry like a type of ammunition with you if you will um i kind of hope they change that i kind of hope you learn the base spell and it's you then have to learn the morph but it would just be easier to morph it base i think that learning the base spell should be that should be always there but in order i i, I agree with Esteldian where you should be able to mix and match whenever you want. I don't think they should add it to this the skill point system, because that's just way too many skill points. That's just insane. We need more. I, I think it needs to be like a spell book instead. I think that that'd be like that would I don't know. It would just make more sense to me that it would be in a spell a, a spell book instead of it being in your your skill lines. And if you're going to use one of the other other variations instead of the base. Then you should definitely have to carry ammunition. If it's going to be something special and it's going to be more powerful than, than some of the other the other skills that you have, why not make it really worthwhile? Why not make it something that, yeah, you can change it on the fly, but then you have to carry more ammunition with you to be able to use one of these abilities. Okay. Kind of like carrying around lockpicks if you want to open up a door. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. All right. How does anyone else feel about that? Well, ammunition to keep them going. Um, yeah. I see it being really annoying, but at the same time, I think you're right. It's it's, it's the only way I can see it pre preventing the issue that I'm concerned about is the theory that you kind of dilute the purpose of having a class because you end up pretty much having any any spell on dem demand, depending on what you're allowed to make. And at least if there's something you have to keep using up to keep using it, at least that prevents it from being an easy, oh, look, I'm a sorcerer, now I've got my own equivalent of a breath of life because of this skill or whatever. And, Oh, I'm I'm a Templar, and now I've got myself a uh, a bolt of escape. At least if you're having to use charges up to do it, that yeah. stops that from becoming all blended into one, as it were, and we lose our class identity, which I know some purists would probably like to have happen anyway. I I tend to like the idea of not being the class itself, or being able to see. <clears throat> this is where I was. I'm always an advocate, and I was a I was a Warcraft raider. And I know they, they always says bring the player, not the class. But in Warcraft, you couldn't always do that because there were some classes that were just terrible. Hunters. Well, no, they, they were actually really good a lot of times. But certain specs, like you could have a really good player, but they're playing a spec that is not very good. Thais, you can attribute to this when your discipline got nerfed to, <gasps> you know, like you were a good healer, but your preferred spec was not, did not 
produce the numbers any longer. Or it wasn't viable anymore. That's why I switched to tank. Yeah. Because we needed a tank, so I made a tank instead. Right, but you had to switch your entire class. Mm -hmm. Like, because the, the preferred spec that you wanted to play was no longer viable. They broke everything about it. And, <laughs> and I just, I could not play it anymore. Right. Yes. But if you weren't willing to roll a different class, or in this game in particular, with how long it takes to get the VR-14, to get all of your <laughs> skill points, it's an investment in time. Some people be like, forget it, I'm not bothering. Um, but I like the ability to go, hey, we need this ability on the fight. This comes naturally to Nightblades, or we can learn something that does a similar effect through spellcrafting, so anyone can have it if we don't happen to have any Nightblades. Um, well, do you want to read that? You want me to read it out loud? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Okay, Party Freaking Pyro. Party Pyro. Wrote in chat, just like any new addition, spellcrafting has the opportunity to break the game. They're lazy with it and throw it in unbalanced, and people are going to abuse it. The big question is, how do you balance these with the class skills and make them both unique and valuable? Another really good question is, will there be stamina-based spells? Because if this is a purely magic-based system, then I totally disagree with adding it and leaving stamina builds back in the dust once again. All in all, spellcrafting is at the bottom of the list of things I want in ESO. Imperial City, PvP Arenas, PvP Justice System, and new zones are so much more interesting to me than adding more complexity to an already pretty complex combat system. I only disagree with the last part of that. What? The, the complexity? The complexity of the skill system. You don't... I only use five skills. I would like to see more variation like this where it's easier for me to find skills that I enjoy. I don't, I don't know. I, I would love the spellcrafting system because you're bringing back more spells that, that I know. You're, yeah. Like that, that, this to me seems, I don't know. I just, I would love to see this. I really would. I, I like the idea of it as well, learning these older skills, being able to change them based on the situation it calls for. Do you want an AoE or do you want these? I, I like that as well. That is a really neat system. Um, as Party said, and he brought this up, I didn't even think about it, but no, it, like if this really is just a Magicka-based thing again, that would kind of, you know, they, they are just now learning with uh, adding some stamina morphs for spells. Um, I, I don't know. Well, that's probably what they would do, right? Make it so some of them have the stamina morph or they yeah. can be based off of your stamina. Or, or uh, spell power cost, um, it, it would be based off, it could be based off one or the other. I don't know what that would be the case. But if it does require us to use ammunition of types, maybe it wouldn't use your magic a pool at all. It would just use your animation or, or your or your ammunition, rather. I don't know what would keep you from just firing them off if you had, like, a million of them. I don't know if there would be, like, a cooldown. I could imagine that being a, a way, like, a, a potion cooldown almost. Like, make them, like, consumable potions almost. Where after you fire it down, you're locked out of it for a couple seconds. Almost like almost like scrolls in Skyrim. You take a, you take a scroll, and then you can use that special effect, but... Yeah. Your as a stamina user, your stamina is higher than my magicka, right? 
that my stamina is higher than oh yeah okay well then it should go on whatever's higher your magic or your stamina to to go off damage i think that would probably be an easy calculation um whichever is higher you have magic or stamina whichever is higher to determine its base damage um because if it's going to use a resource pool i can i can understand why it would have to use a resource a resource pool to cast it but you would still need the ammunition to be able to use it i think having them both in would definitely make it harder for people to abuse the system mm -hmm. but if they're concerned about whether it's going to be magicka based or stamina and magicka based then just make it go off of whatever you have that's higher because obviously if you have higher stamina you're a stamina user so make it use stamina mm -hmm. I almost find like the spell crafting obviously is going to be a type of uh, of crafting profession. Just the more I'm looking at, the more we're talking about it, is it will be almost like alchemy where you're chugging potions or or smashing runes or whatever the animation is to cast these spells. Uh, I, that's what I honestly think it might be something similar. It may not even be a spell that you learn on your bar. It goes on your quick slot menu. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And you can spam them like potions if you wanted to. I don't oh, know. I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, well, the way they talk about it, at least this is what they said for the presentation. Again, all this could change. Oh, yeah. Is that... This is just fun to speculate. <laughs> it is. That there's certain... You use these different stones to determine the quality of the spell you're using. So, obviously, that's kind of like making, like, Kuta runes. I don't know. why. What would prevent anyone from just, you know other than leveling it up, if it was a one time you make it once and you learn it, why wouldn't you wait till you had a legendary stone to make the spell, right? You know, eventually everyone will just have legendary stones if it's a once you learn it, you're done kind of thing. Yeah, buy it off the auction house and be done with it. Right. Yeah. So, okay, all right. I mean, oh. I'm with party overall. I'm not that bothered about spellcasting turning up. Well, I'm not that excited about it turning up. I'm more concerned of it than I am excited more concerned just just because of as you said the uh it's so easy to go wrong well yeah, i mean i understand your point earlier about in wow how a character could be nerfed to the ground but and i know there's always going to be the the, the one percenters obviously in the game who every last dps counts but because of the way games already set up the reality is even when templars were terrible dps they still did more than enough dps that you could do all the content as a bunch of Templars. It's not like you're actually a case of you're useless, you cannot come because you will actually stop us from being able to complete this. Mm. Because, you know, a stamina DPS Templar can quite easily be done not even using any Templar skills at all. In fact, most of their bar probably isn't any Templar skills. You could use Wrecking Blow instead of Biting Jabs and away you go. So even if a class does go a bit wonky at some point, it's not like it's, it's make or break like it was in other games where it really would destroy your class because you had no way of getting skills elsewhere. Right, which... I mean, that's what this would be adding, though. Would just be adding more skills to the, <clears throat> to the, to the your you know your repertoire of skills. Going, hey, we need some sort of AOE. I don't know barrier. This normally came with this class, but now we can do it, you know, through this method as well. Yeah, but I think then getting the risk now that again, if your class isn't quite the top DPS and someone else can mimic the one few things your class can do. It's like, well, we definitely don't need you now because mm. you're completely pointless. I mean, that could happen one way or the other. Um, and yeah, and I, a lot I, of this is talking about, like, the, the scenarios I'm presenting <clears throat> may change from fight to fight based on if they if they do certain mechanics within trials and, and dungeons going, these spells are helpful. 
Uh, I know Wayrest Sewers, there's one boss in particular where I think it's Turn Undead. Not Turn Undead. Um, one of the morphs of the Circle of Protection is it makes the fight so easy just because of all the race that come at you. You can do it without it, but if you have someone who has it, it's like a pushover fight. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that could be something whereas... It, you know, you can do everything without it, but hey, that one spellcrafting, if someone drops in, you know, an ultimate fire atronach against this frost troll boss, it, it just makes it easy, you know, uh, or easier. I, I don't see where, you know, having the choices are a bad thing. Um, okay. All right. Well, obviously. As we talked about earlier, this is all speculation, guys. Like, completely speculation. None of this is confirmed. They talked about it almost a year ago at QuakeCon. Um, and we haven't really heard much about it since. So, we don't know where this is in terms of actual development time. It may not even be on their table. It might have got shelved. And uh, we may come to it in the future. They may have changed the concept completely. We don't know, but it was kind of fun to talk about. Um, I, myself, I, I like the idea of spellcrafting, mostly for the nostalgia, which is maybe not the best reason to want something in the game. But seeing some of these spells that I remember playing with in Skyrim or Oblivion or Morrowind or whatever, I would like that. Just because it's like, oh yeah, I remember using X skill or the charm skill or... You know, something along those lines. But the athletic skill back in the game, so you have to jump everywhere. You have to jump everywhere <laughs> to get it up. To level it up. I'm all good with those ideas, because those are sort of unique skills. If, if Spellcraft just brought a whole new bunch of fun things to do, no problem at all. I just rather didn't step on the toes of other classes, that's all. I'd right. love new spells and funky abilities. I think that'd be well cool to play around with. All right. Um, does anyone have anything else they'd like to mention about spellcrafting before we move on? No one? Okay. No. All right. All right. Should be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm excited for it. All right. Moving on to our next section, which is the Tales of Tamriel, what we did this week in game. So I guess first off, why don't, why don't we do Avi? <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, this week's been a pretty, it's been a calmer week for me, even though I've probably been playing way more than I usually do. Uh, a guild I'm part of has, everybody's been starting Lobby Daggerfall characters. So I've been working on, working on all my Lobies, just running through all the dungeons, having a good time doing all that stuff. Like I told you guys earlier, I finally got into Cyrodiil, which was awesome. Got to do a Dark Anchor down there, just uh, run around and finally see it. <laughs> for the first time. I think it was actually one of my first times seeing the the White Gold Tower in this game, so it was pretty cool. Um, besides that, haven't been doing too much with my week, just playing, working on my Lobby characters. I made an Argonian Nightblade, so I have an Argonian now, and I like him a lot. And I also made a Dunmer DK, since all the hype about how powerful they are, I thought, well, I might as well just tag along and do it too. So, yeah, that's pretty much been my week so far. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Steldian, good sir. How about you? Uh, yes. Busy week. Been playing around with a brand new build, uh, which I'm still trying to get the hang of here. 
it's getting a bit messy. Sorry, I'm uh, <laughs> trying to stay alive. Oh, yeah. So I've done played around the new build, done some PvP. I'm almost ranked 13 in PvP now, so very exciting stuff there. Um, also went off on a raid on Friday with the guild. Didn't go so well this week, I'll be honest with you. In fact, it went worse than our first time the week before, strangely enough. Um, I'm just going to put it down to a strange off night. Uh, it, it, it was fun in a way, but a bit disappointing because I say it was almost the same people who went as well. So I don't know why this just went all horribly wrong from the first boss onwards. And we ended up not even getting to the final boss this time around. But you live and learn. Well, I'm just kind of curious. What, what were you running? Uh, we're doing Hellra. Hellra, okay. Yeah, so we're doing Hellra again. Okay. Was there any particular part that you were just getting hung up at? Uh, well, I mean, it definitely, it, the, the bad sign was the very first boss, where last time, obviously, when we did it the week before, we just ran through, killed the first boss, moved on. Mm -hmm. We wiped on the first boss about three times overall, over the course of the night, because we ran the base about twice. And that in itself was like, oh dear, what's gone horribly wrong here? So it's a bad omen from the start. Um, and then the issue came from upstairs where you have to interrupt the casters. Um, so downstairs we went through fine, killed the guys and sat around and waited, but the upstairs just went through life after life, mm. trying to get the interrupt right. So uh, we had some new guys up there and obviously we got some people who aren't even all that familiar with doing dungeons, let alone raids, so they're, they're not quite masters of the old stay away from the AOE, keep keep on your toes, get ready to roll around, and then get back in there quick to do some interrupting. So it's a lot to take on. So we'll accept it at that. But it was fun nonetheless, another good learning from them all. Okay. All right. Yeah, the I know that interrupt phase, man, that's rough if you don't have people who are either spec to do it with like a bow or with a uh, Destro staff. What is that? that uh, what is this? Uh, crushing shock. Crushing shock. Thank you. Um, our handy dandy melee guys up there bashing, but dear goodness, that's rough. Okay. Please. You're getting molested by Kashid, I see. Just one. Just, just one. Just one. The one could got me saying it. The one cat who loves me the most. Kajit. <laughs> cat. Kajit. That is a cat. That's a Kajit. No, 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 that's a cat. Yeah, they like skooma. <laughs> you should see him with the catnip. They go crazy. Well, not all of them. Yuna doesn't really care for, for catnip. But Titus <laughs> and Penella do. Yeah, yeah. They're the druggies. They are the druggies. Okay. Uh, well, this week in game... I'm trying to think. Did I, I do a whole lot this week? I played around a little bit on my, on my main, working on him. Um... I learned another nine Nern honed items. They finally finished, so I gotta get the rest of those items and finish those off. Um, I also ran a few dungeons, a few pledges. I got two helms, I think. I got the the healer helm, the the what is it, Mockbeth or something helm, and I got two pairs of shoulders for the uh, Spider Daedra one light and one heavy so that's kind of neat uh so i just threw them in my bank and held on to them uh i recently switched over again to full seven medium armor trying to get my dps up a little bit that's been going ever so slowly i'm not doing very well with that kind of ups upsets me a little bit um 
space. Did we get to play at all? I think we quested a little bit. Still running around Evermore, right? I, I don't remember, because I know that's been a hard week for me. Right. Yeah. Um, I had a little I, bit of a scare in the supermarket. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. A little Nordling. Um, I guess the only other thing really was I did level my one alt uh, with Rax uh, in-game, my sorcerer. She is now 27, I think. Um, she's getting up there. We actually made it all the way through Stone Falls, and we were doing every quest in Deshaun, but now everything is almost too low level for us, so we just started skipping a bunch of the quests and only doing the main story arcs to get the skill lines. And we're running down towards... I think we're we're actually at the final quest uh, for the Deshaun storyline, then we'll move down into Shadowfen. Um, what's that face for? I love Shadowfen. Shadowfen? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so that is... a about it for my week um i did do a little bit of cyrodiil though yeah um i was running around and i didn't get a chance to get any of the cold harbor themed ammunition but i did actually try to get a couple of it um it, it was it was okay um but i ran with the one group we took like two keeps and and then i went farming delves again for more gear to sell so that's pretty much my week that was it <laughs> so that is it for this one we're going to move on to our next section of the podcast which is dramatic reading uh it's been a few weeks since Thais has been able to do this for us but we're going to step right back into the data mined information about the tribes of Merkmire. so all the different species that live there and this week is the black tongues so go ahead Thais whenever you're ready today we came across an unusual site a mound of empty flasks set aside the base of a fossa tree our guide explained the black tongues have tapped this tree he then went on to explain that the Kota Vimlil or the Black Tongues, is another one of the many tribes of Argonians living in the Merkmire region of Blackmarsh. Unlike the belligerent Tumtalil or the eerie Vishkalil, the Black Tongues tend to be polite and soft-spoken, under the right circumstances. If caught off guard, however, they react uniformly hostile and have been known to kill those trespassing upon their territory without hesitation or mercy. Accomplished alchemists, they often leave flasks and other alchemical tools out in the open as a warning to outsiders marking their territory. The Black Tongues are ardent Sithis worshippers. As such, they dedicate almost all their resources to producing as many shadow scales as possible. What is a shadow scale, you ask? I wish I knew. Most locals simply refuse to discuss the very notion with outsiders. Argonian commoners revere them with what appears to be a combination of awe and terror, and even mentioning the name out loud seems to be a cultural taboo. A few of the less superstitious Argonians I've met did share a few facts with, however. Apparently, the Shadow Scales are a member of a bizarre monastic order of highly trained assassins. Any Argonian born under the sign of the shadow is given to the order and raised as one of these mysterious murderers. I was aghast. Surely it's just the hostile tribes that follow this barbaric practice, I asked. But no. 
This appears to be a completely oh, ubiquitous practice. Even the amiable bright throats and wise mire dancers participate in this tradition. The black tongues take the obligation very seriously, however. They use their encyclopedic knowledge of swamp vegetation and wildlife to craft a powerful contraceptive called gloom nectar. Drinking the potion allows the tribe to synchronize their egg-laying cycle, thus guaranteeing a huge crop of new Argonians born under the shadow sign every year. Their alchemical prowess serves the shadowborn well, and their future professions as assassins. Black tongues are known to craft some of the deadliest potions in all of Tamriel. Even the glow nectar will kill, if ingested by non-Argonians. And this is just more proof that almost anything found in Black Marsh will kill you under the right circumstances. While I would love to meet one of the Coats of Imlil in person, and find out more of their alchemical skills and their ties to the mysterious shadow scales, lingering in their territory without an invitation is not a wise practice. I'd just as soon not have viper's bites slip into my morning tea. Are you one of these? <laughs> you know what? That actually does sound perfect for me. Yeah, they, they, like the, they like the alchemy, and they are all about the shadow scales. I, I, think, uh, I think I found my home. If, if they ever allow race changes, huh? Oh my gosh, they need to allow race changes. Or at least just give me a race change. Just me. Just, just me. Just give me a race change. It only needs to be to one race. Just, just to an Argonian. And you like healing. They actually make the best healing classes because they have that racial passive that increases healing by X percent. If I, if, if it does, if it didn't take me so long to level, I would just remake my character. But it takes me forever and a day to level because. It's hard for me. I'm not sure why, but it's just hard. It's if you really wanted hard. to, I'd roll with you. I'd make a character and roll up there. I have a an abundance. Of I alts. have an abundance of alts <laughs> that are slave. They're mostly slave characters, a aka when housing comes out. I hope that my alts are allowed to walk around my house or at least be in cages. Um, <laughs> God. What in cages? In cages. That's right. Okay, I was making sure. They're slaves. Correctly. Okay, alright, yeah. They need to be in cages. They'll run away. Well, with good reason. Well, I don't want to have to cut off big toes, okay? That's punishment for runaway slaves. Oh if there are Argonians, I just cut off their tail. But it grows back. Not, not all the way! <laughs> I know, I just went dark there. See, you're not a very good black tongue if you're not able to get into that. I know. I was one of the rare ones that wasn't born under the shadow. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I was the one rather off thing, but the fact that they synchronize their egg laying just <laughs> kind of made me laugh. The Witten effect. Yeah, the Witten effect <laughs> among Argonians. Do all the male Argonians go away during the shadow sign? <laughs> they lock themselves in underground tunnels. In, in little, little mud huts. Yep. I see. All right. It's time for... Are we up to a point where we can actually do uh, an add-on spotlight? Uh, after I kill this boss. Excellent. Yes. All right. Well, we'll go back to the add-on spotlight. What we'll do now is the guild corner. And uh, I'll be good, sir. All right. Yeah. 
Um, mortal, mortal Entity is a PvE guild for the Daggerfall Covenant. Currently in the recruiting stages and accepting members of all levels, so don't be shy. You can mail me in-game at AviOptimal, or you can find us at our new website at MortalEntity.Engine.com and just fill out an application and I'll get you in the guild as soon as possible. Excellent. You say that is Daggerfall Covenant, right? Yeah. Okay. At least it's not AD. Oh, yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, not AD. Not AD. We do not accept AD. Players. We don't even accept high elves. No. Okay. Not just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a high elf female. She's my slave too. Okay, that that's an okay one. That's to be an a okay slave. one yeah. that I was a slave. Yeah. All right. yeah. High elf and Altmer, Khajiit. Although I'm pretty sure Khajiit make really good rugs. <laughs> they probably do, but not as good as uh. Uh, leather hand purses from Argonians. <laughs> nice pair of boots. I can make some fur, fur boots out of out of a nice Khajiit. I know, but you can't get them waterproof without that leather outside. Oh, so. oh gosh, it's so bad. Argonian handbags are all the rage in Cyrodiil right now. That's so horrible. <laughs> all right, uh, Steldy and good sir. Uh, yes. Um... Guildwise, Crucial Sanctorum is still open for more members, ideally vet ranks, because we are almost all in the vet level, so it can be a lonely place for those at a lower level. But, you know, anyone's welcome. Uh, don't be put off by the fact that Friday's raid was a, a, a roaring success. We're getting there, it's all going fine overall. Um, yes, yeah, so you can contact me in game at Esteldian if you're a Daggerfall Covenant on the EU side. Of, of things. Uh, yes, you can connect me or you can go to our website itself, which you can find at dungeoncrawlernetwork.com in the About Us page. Um, yeah, so if you're looking to get into the raiding scene or just to have fun doing dungeon stuff, just let us let me know. Excellent. It's a shame that they're on the EU side and Daggerfall. Yeah, uh, Daggerfall's not that bad. Still blood for the pact. Yes, blood for the pact. There yes. you go. Uh, finally, Wings of Fate, Community Trade Guild for the Tales of Tamriel podcast on a U.S. mega server. Um, we are up to 440 members or something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, we do have a two-week inactivity policy now uh, to make room for new members. Um, so make sure you stay active, of course. We did win our, um, our Trader and Sentinel again last week. I think that's three weeks in a row. So we're going to be going for that again. That seems to work out really, really well for us, of course. Um, and speaking of, we got a guild raffle to do this week. So we had, how many entries do we have? 82 entries this week? Yes, 82 entries this week. Um, whenever you're to a point where we could uh, do this, yep. Steldian, great. Yep, all good. All right, uh, you're out on the old random.org. Yep. Numbers in there are 2 to 83. And the winning number is 69. Hey. 69. 69. Number. And that one. Winner... it's you. <laughs> it's not me again. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> okay. It is not. Aquafunk. It's Aquafunk. It's Aquafunk. Excellent. Good job, Aquafunk. Congrats. I will get you the money in game. That's the second time he's won. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Aquafunk just won a couple times ago. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Nice. Um, good job, man. Excellent job. Again, as you guys can see, uh, if you're watching this 
live or on YouTube afterwards or whatnot. It is all completely random. We just put your name on the spreadsheet, do the uh, do the slash roll, if you will, and whoever's number it is, we get. So congrats, man. I will get the money to you as soon as I get in game. And uh, the next week's raffle starts now. So get your tickets in early. All right. I guess it's time for a uh, add-on spotlight. Yes, indeed. So, uh, on, let me see. I go that right. Yes, the add-on spotlight today is no thank you. It's a wonderfully simple add-on. So even those of you who are anti-add-ons could be interested in this one because it has no effect effect on your screen at all. However, what it does do is a rather subtle thing which some of you will really appreciate basically if you're really tired of getting alerts about how some random person some random trade guild has just completed AA in however long a time this blocks that for you um, very, very simple and you can go through it breaks down to every single guild you have and you can choose what you want to block so you can block things like friends who keep coming on and off online which keeps filling up your chat box with such and such logged in with Bob now he's logging with Frank now he's logging with someone else you can turn that off if you like, or leave it on if you want. Uh, again, any stranger turns up and joins your, uh, or wins an AA and goes, congratulations, this nobody you don't care about just finished. You can turn that off, but you can keep it on for a guild. If you've got friends who you do care about, you can keep that on for them. So I'm a big fan of it, very simple. Just, you know, non-intrusive, just does what it says on the tin, which is no thank you, I don't want your notifications. So definitely recommend that. And a second one I was going to mention, just very briefly, is spent skill points. It's nothing big and fancy, but essentially it just tells you how many skill points you have, how many you've got left unspent. It shows you how many you've spent in each area, so I've got 56 spent in class, 61 in weapon, etc, etc. If you open it up, it tells you the breakdown of where you've spent them. So it can be handy if you could be looking at where all your crafts are, for example. Um, so. I'm a big fan of that one, very simple, again, has no impact on your actual overall UI. Oh, it also tells you what level your skill is, unless the game added that itself, I don't know, I've had this add-on for so long. <laughs> but that's the two. Nice. Now, Thais, what was it that you just said to me? <laughs> wow, that sounds like an add-on I would want. Thais <laughs> <laughs> wanting an add-on? I can't stand getting those random notifications that so-and-so completed whatever and however obscene amount of time they completed it in. Like, I don't care! No! That's what I mentioned to Stolian last week when we were talking. He's like, well, you could use this add-on because I'm part of several trade guilds. Obviously, there's like two guilds other than Wings of Fate that I care about. The other ones that I'm part of, I don't really care if random so-and-so beats AA or whatever. They, like, you're not somebody who I actively play with. I don't care. Okay? I just don't care. <laughs> and when, you know, like 400 people, like, switch alts. Like, when I go on times, every morning and switch alts to get all my hirelings, I'm has sure I... with Bob, has logged in with George, has logged in with Frank, has logged in uh, with Mary. No. That's me. Yes. That is yeah. me, actually. Well, they would all be female names, too, because you only seem to make female alts. That's because they're slaves. That's right, that's right. <laughs> the characters I actually play and plan to advance, I make, like, male lords. But I only have one of those. Every character that is literally just, like, someone who holds my... But you don't have an Argonian, though. Well, no, because I don't need a handbag. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> the main reason... 
<laughs> See, you know, it, it's it, it's insanely misogynistic in order to say this, but all all my banking alts are are female because they carry my stuff. My Khajiit makes my food and does my enchanting. Yeah, and they're all hot. Like I, I had to make your dark elf. You did because I wanted her to be attractive. Because my hope, and listen, this is my hope, guys. My hope is when Halsing comes out that. Just like Skyrim, when you have followers and stuff, they can wander around your house. I want your alts to wander around your house. I don't want a bunch of dudes in my house. <laughs> I don't want a bunch of dudes in my house. I, I want pretty imperial lady. Hot elf house. lady, you know? Yeah, I don't want a bunch of dudes in my house. In in Skyrim, I had... So, so sorry, this is kind of off topic. In Skyrim, when I finally could get married... I had to have all of the people in my house be males, because in my head I was worried that if I had a female, that that my Skyrim husband would cheat on me while I was out adventuring. <laughs> <laughs> so I had nothing but other males in my house. Mm. I had nothing but females in my house, so yeah, I, I understand. Is he? Yeah. I understand, and that that's the goal. That when I when I log in, I want to see all my alts just wandering around the house. But I don't want a bunch of dudes in my house. <laughs> I want the pretty little Argon or not Argonian. Ooh, pretty little Khajiit that I made are uh my high elf slave or you know, whatever. My Breton, you know. Alright, I get it. Yeah, that's why. That's why. Alright. Okay, guys. After that little banter, um, it's come to the end of our show. That's right. Let's uh go around. We'll get our final thoughts for the show. Thais, you first. It was a wonderful show. I, as always, I enjoy it greatly, and I, I do my best to stay awake and be lively throughout the show, because this is exhausting <laughs> for me. So it was a great show. Yes. Yes. I, I definitely missed my co-hosts while I was away for Easter, which I had a great Easter, by the way. Excellent. All right. Uh, Steldy and good, sir. Uh, well, the show's a complete success. I picked a uh, add-on that Thais might actually use. So, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Done. We're going to have to stop now. Yeah, it's all great news there. And also, this is my final dungeon test for this build. So it's all be, it's all going well so far. So happy days. This build has now done all the vet dungeons. Uh, well, vet pledges, I should say. I haven't done Veteran City of Ash yet with it. But I'll be trying that as well soon. Um, I'm an ambitious type. Does that mean you'll uh, have a... Um, a guide on this particular build coming yeah, out? Yeah, the guide's already written. I just wanted to finish the test with these oh. other ones to add them in. And then, so this week, that'll get submitted. And hopefully it'll be on the Dungeon Crawler Network by the end of the week or next week, whenever. Oh, excellent. Excellent. All right. Avi, good, sir. Oh, it was a great episode. Happy to be back after missing last week due to Easter. So thanks again for having me, guys. And it's always a good time to talk some Elder Scrolls. Excellent. All right. Well, if I haven't offended every single female listener we have due to my only ha making female alts. Um, At least they're not in cages. It's okay. Uh, the Altmer is. Uh, okay. The, okay. That's all right, though. That's I'm okay. sorry. I don't really care if you guys think that I'm that way, but the Altmer needs to go in a cage. I agree. It's, uh, uh, it's not, not just because she's female. It's because she's Altmer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing against the female. It's just she's an alt. She has enough room to stand, turn around. You know, she's a corner. Mm, slightly. Mm, slightly. All right. She can Small cage. Her. Small cage. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's an altmer. Um, but yeah, so that that's that that's uh, that's it. So, 
Um, thank you for everyone coming out. My co-host, chat room, thank you so much for coming out. Um, it was a fun show. I, I had a lot of fun with this one. The headache most of the show, though. That was kind of... That sucked. Stupid allergy season's coming around and starting to give me yeah, headaches. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, not fun. But uh, looking forward to playing some more ESO and uh, chatting with everyone next week. So I will... Um, Obviously, uh, for those participating in the uh, Patreon uh, pig giveaway, uh, remember, either send me a message on the Patreon site or via email telling me what you would name it, and I'll pick my favorite name, and they will get a pig code. So thank you so much for supporting us, guys, and thank you for everyone else who listens to us and enjoys our podcast. So everyone have a good night, everyone. You just listened to another episode of Tales of Tamriel, a Dungeon Crawler Network production. If you want to get involved, please be sure to check out our website at www.dungeoncrawlernetwork.com. Please be sure to follow us on our social media and YouTube channels. We can be found on Twitch at twitch.tv slash dungeoncrawlernetwork, on Twitter at dungeoncrawlnet, and at Tales of Tamriel. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tales of Tamriel Podcast. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you next time.